This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Dan and Scott versus the Benchwarmer team of Eric and Mason. Dan, why don't you let us know how you're doing and answer the following question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Just uh, throwing some little questions out there. Okay. Yes, it is. It it very much is. So is Gremlins. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm all right. I got two day week, two day uh, week ahead of me here. And then I'm heading to Disney for thanksgiving so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one looking forward to it so every time that uh scott and i are together we have a uh, we have a, a, a go-to team name so we've both t- together been kind of part of this so uh, i'll let scott go and then we'll uh kind of talk about the team name after that all right so scott good to see you uh let us know how you are doing and from that spoiler that uh, dan gave out i would like to know your opinion on is Gremlins a Christmas movie? Okay. Um, well, I'll start with how I'm doing. I'm pretty good. Um, although this weekend, I had my first real-life Too Much Minnesota moment. Um, up until now, it's it's really just been within the confines of this podcast that there's Too Much Minnesota. But I was in San Diego uh, for the weekend for a wedding and went to found this random place to go to brunch to yesterday morning. It's a Vikings bar. Of course, it's a Vikings bar in San Diego, California. That makes a ton of sense. Um, so I'm walking up and there's a Vikings, you know, banner on the door. So I'm thinking, yeah, you know, maybe the owner's a Vikings fan. Whatever. No big deal. Walk inside. Nothing but Vikings jerseys. They've got highlights on from the Vikings Bills game last week. Just playing on a loop on pretty much every TV. Not even that much college football's on. Just highlights from the Vikings Bills game. So I, in my head, just thought to myself, this is the real life version of too much Minnesota. That's all they've got, Scott. Just let let it go. That's all they've got. <laughs> I didn't hate it. it. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't hate the Vikings or whatever. I don't. You know, it's fine. Um, so that's that. To answer your question, Josh, about Gremlins. Um, sure. My answer is sure. Um, it's the same answer I give to as Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Sure. If you want it to be. Like if it if it takes place around that holiday, sure. If you want to call it, you know, is it the first thing I think of when it's Christmas time? Am I like, oh, I, I need to watch Die Hard? No, but it takes place around the time. If there's a movie that takes, if there's a movie that has a scene, uh, American Pie, uh, American Reunion has a Fourth of July scene. Is that a Fourth of July movie? It's however you interpret it, whatever. Okay, I got to jump in for just a second here because this is the definition of whether a movie is a christmas movie or not if the events of the movie would have not happened thanks to christmas being there then it's a christmas movie it, yeah the christmas has to move the plot along so both in that case both gremlins and die hard are christmas movies that's a fair that's a fair point he writes ho 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 on the damn shirt he's at a christmas party it's a fair point <laughs> we haven't given our team name yet either uh, yes. Yeah, so our team name, our, our fudge themed team name this time around, um, you know, 
thought maybe we were running running thin, but I think we can still carry this out uh, a little bit longer. But we're going to be El Fudge Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, gotta love the fudge. It was going to be El Fudge, so then we changed that to El Fudge. So now it's El Fudge Rodriguez. Got it, got it. All right. Hey, Mason, uh, let us know how you are, and I want you to answer this following question. Hope it's not about a movie. I'm about to say, I, the only Die Hard I know is the battery, so I don't know. No. <gasps> no. Wow. The question is, are hot dogs sandwiches? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, um, sure, it's an open face sandwich. Why not? We'll go with it. It's one. It's a piece of bread and something on it. Sure. That's incorrect. Well. Oh, that's correct. That is incorrect. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing fine, I guess. I don't, I don't have anything inspiring to add. So I'll let E take it away. Okay. So, Eric, how are you? And are hot dogs tacos? Also, let us know what your and Mason's team name is going to be today. Um, I used, used to, used to like snow. Um, but, uh, snow, um, uh, like hard, like really hard and not no lube, anything just, oh, I, yeah, just, oh, holy, just get the, is this, uh, six feet, six feet. Don't live next to a great lake. I didn't choose this. (laughs) What do you mean you didn't choose it? You bought a house where you chose him. Correct, but here's the thing. The Buffalo I, Life chose me. I I wanted to move, but we can't until all of our, sorry, until the rest of our family members die, because that's how my wife functions. We can't come and visit once a year on Thanksgiving, so we have to live around them. Um, but yeah, uh, the, yeah, this sucked. Um, we spent two hours digging out our driveway, and you get to the end where the plow just pushes all the snow, and it freezes, and it's just a nightmare. Um, so we spent just all this time getting half of it done. So we're like, all right, well, let's take a break. We're inside and there hasn't been a plow for a day, but all of a sudden now a plow comes by and just erases all the work we did. How is there not a better way? If there's six feet of snow, don't plow me in after I just spent three hours anyway. So yeah, then we had to redo it all over again. And, uh, I, I now the headache I was feeling coming on is it's officially here. Um, but yeah, as far as our hot dogs, tacos, that's why a hot dog is not a sandwich because a hot dog is its own thing. A hamburger is its own thing. A taco is its own thing. A sandwich (laughs) is its own thing. It has to be a same. It's not. If you call a hot dog a sandwich, then you have to call a hot dog a taco. And then you have to call a taco a sandwich. And then you have to you know. Then then where does it stop? Then where does it stop? Anything can be what you want it to be. And then all of a sudden, Howard Duck is a 4th of July movie. I don't know. It's its own no, thing. I want a Choco Taco. Yeah. Is that a sandwich? It's not. Yeah, you know, sure. It's an ice cream sandwich. It doesn't exist anymore, I thought. I thought they got rid of it. Uh, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I, now, now I'm sad. Is a Swiss cake roll a cake or a roll? It could be in a sandwich. No, it oh. can't be. Anyway. Now I want Swiss cake roll. Hey, it could be a sandwich if you put it between two pieces of bread. Sure. Anyway, f- snow. And our team name today... Um, just because I felt like throwing a tribute out to David, um, he's done a lot for us lately. So why not? He listens to this probably 6 a.m. in the morning and just he's weird. Um, so our team name today is actually in honor of David and um, old dirty bastard. Uh, oh, baby, I like it raw. Which is how the snow gave it to you recently. Correct. 
correct. That's and I'm still recovering. I don't know why you didn't just relocate to Detroit. That seems to be the trend. I, I don't know why you weren't able to do that. That you know what? Don't get me started on that because that's a conspiracy theory right there. Because they could have played here, they could easily played here, <laughs> but they know that Josh Allen's trash and that he needs to play in like a dome so they could beat the Browns or else they would have lost to the Browns. So when are they going to put a dome on top of the stadium? Is the question. Never. They're not. They're not. They're not doing. They're doing like a half enclosed bullshit thing. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So we have El Fudge Rodriguez versus Oh Baby I Like It Raw. With that, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thanks, Dan. Hey, you're welcome. And, you know, if David was listening to this, he's not even going to hear that part. He's just going to hear the raw audio. So that's going to be really strange that he's thanking me for doing nothing whatsoever. (laughs) I'm sure David will be very confused. More so than normal. All right. Today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Question one, 23 F1, Fernando Alonso team, Dalton would approve. Darren Dalton? I've already sent that to Mason. Already sent that it. That was the only thing he sent me. That's the only thing he sent me. All I had. I've sent him three others. I've sent three others, and he only sent was me one Darren Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Yes, that was one. Yeah, yes. Andy Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a good one. I I appreciate that one. Yep, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I I mean, Andy Dalton threw a pass to Dalton Schultz, a touchdown pass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get pre and post game. Um, uh, I watched the Abu Dhabi race today. My first full F1 race. I watched it. To, I, don't, I don't know if they referenced where he was going today or not. Well, I, 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 know, I think I know where he's going. Okay. I, I think. Okay. I just don't understand the Dalton clue, which is kind of throwing me off. All right. We're, uh, we'll check in. All right. Oh, baby, I like it raw has checked in. El Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can talk it out. Okay, so I I think that he is taking Sebastian Vettel's spot with Aston Martin, but I have no idea what Dalton means. Or who he is or what he would approve of. Right. Um that that's the best I've got. Yeah. I mean, is Dalton's the uh isn't he the uh the guy from um Roadhouse? Uh, yeah, that's a Dalton. Uh, I yeah, it, I mean, it's some, Aston Martin's a thing, and you know that's where he's going. Then and I, I Sebastian Vettel's last race was today, and you watched it. Yeah, and he was. I'm pretty sure that he's taking his ride. So let's do it. Let's just go Aston Martin then. Yep. Check that in. Okay, and oh baby, I like it raw. What did you guys have for an answer? Uh, we went with the uh, the other. Um, car company we went with the red rifle although i think i figured out what the clue is with what dan said um is is it a reference to james bond aston martins like timothy dalton oh there it is 
I I could have gone with Brosnan, or I actually could have said James Bond would approve. I didn't want the clue to be absolutely give it away. I just wanted to have a clue in there. So, yes, the reference was uh, Timothy Dalton, not any of the other Daltons. I bet you Darren Dalton had an Aston Martin. Yeah, he might have. Did, doesn't anymore. He's uh... No, 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 no. So, Alonzo, uh, the two-time world champion, is leaving Alpine, formerly Renault, the team with which he won his two championships in 05-06. And as Dan said, he will be taking uh, Sebastian Vettel's seat at Aston Martin next year. So. Is it related to Sebastian Telfair? No. No. All right. Never, I don't even think a little. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little. He has some fabulous hair, though. Sebastian Telfair or? No, 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 Vettel. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to question two. Charity auction, two gold, one silver medal. Beware of the board. We'll check in. Hey, El Fudge Rodriguez has checked in. Oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. There was a auction recently. I saw it. I, I don't know. I know Ryan Lochte auctioned off some of his stuff before. Um, and I, I don't know if that started a, a thing or whatever, but I know then Greg Luganis did it. Um, and he hit his head on the diving board. So, okay, that's fine. I, I didn't even, I didn't know what the question was even asking for. I didn't know if it was a person or what it was even getting at. So, all right, we're going to check in with Greg Luganis. Okay, and El Fudge Rodriguez, what do you guys have? I got it only from the the last two parts of that. The two gold, one silver medal. Beware of the board. I had no idea he was auctioning anything off, but beware of the board made sense for Luganis, so we also went with Luganis. Well, both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Greg Luganis. Uh, Luganis's medals that are currently for sale on his website are his 1976 Olympic platform silver medal, won at age 16, and his first and last Olympic gold medals from the springboard in 1984 and the platform in 1998. He had previously given away his other two gold medals. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, the, the Jack Lambert auction. No, we did not. He auctioned off his false teeth holder, and it got like 20 grand. Hmm. Amongst among other things that he auctioned off, but that was like the main one. It was his uh, autograph box where he held his teeth. Wish I had it. I mean, you, you, as one needs every once in a while, you know, I I could use one of those. Maybe David has it for his dentures. Oh, is he that old? How old is is David older than you, Dan? He's he's not significantly older, but I think he's a few years at least. Well, how old is a uh, uh, Julie Bowen? That's a good question. That we can figure out. They were at Brown together. David go to Brown? What? <laughs> Julie Bowen is 52. Then he's somewhere in that realm of age. No, I think he was held back, though, so he might be older. <laughs> yes, David was held back. <laughs> at Brown. At Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you know, he would probably get referenced a lot less often if he didn't listen to the episode the next morning after it records. <laughs> you mean the raw audio? Yes. Oh, man. All right, well, let's move on to question three. XFL phase one. Number one draft pick RB played for Baylor Bears. We'll check in. Okay, oh, baby, I like it. Roz checked in. El Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can talk it out. Or Scott, try to come up with a name. When I tell you that I don't really do 
very current sports, very current XFL going to go right in that pocket there. Well, you know, it's coming back. It was uh, news this week. The Rock. It was news in quotes this week. So, Rod Smart. That's all I know about XFL. I don't think it's him. A Baylor running back, Dan, you... I would have to think for Josh to ask this. This is probably a recognizable name. Sure. It's not often he asks questions so he can use his own catchphrase after the question. So, I mean, I'm assuming this is just this recent pick, like very, very recent, like this last week or something like that. Agreed. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he just graduated from Baylor last year. This could be a guy that, you know, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, didn't pan out, and now he's. Yeah going to be in the xfl but i i just can't really think of any running backs that have gone to baylor okay unless it's you know like a position change but even if that's the case i don't think rg3 was drafted to play running back in the xfl so that's probably probably true yeah so i i just i don't really know other i can't think of any other baylor running backs so i i don't know i i don't know who this is no i i I'm not helping you out here at all. I'm sorry. Um, Lorenzo. Yes. Von Matterhorn. Let's do it. Checking it in. Okay. And oh, baby, I like a raw. What did you guys have for an answer? Uh, I just could remember the only, I mean, if it's the same Baylor running back from last year that went undrafted, it's Abram Smith. So that's what we went with. Well, one team will be getting points and it is not. Mr. Von Matterhorn, unfortunately, you could have maybe got there with a lucky something because the correct answer was Abram Smith. And if this question had been asked of me, it absolutely would have gotten my signature phrase. Good, because it's got it for me. But Smith broke the Baylor single season rushing record with 1,601 yards in 2021 and scored 12 touchdowns. So he had a really nice season. All right. Let's move on to question four. Rockstar persona wants Olympic pro wrestling. He is Y2J. We can check that in. Yes. (laughs) Not surprisingly, uh, El Fudge Rodriguez has checked in very quickly. So, oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. Is it as easy as the last part of that? I don't know. The only thing I know is I remember a wrestler saying something about Olympic pro wrestling. And I don't, I have no context other than I saw it as a headline and moved on because it was about wrestling. I don't want to overthink it, but I also don't want to underthink it is Y2J is Chris Jericho. That's the name. He's got a rock star persona quote. I don't know. So you, you want to go? Let, that's all I got. So I don't have anything other than I saw a headline that mentioned it and I skimmed past it because it doesn't right. interest me. Well, we're, we're going to, we'll check in with Chris Jericho. And El Fudge Rodriguez. Yeah, we didn't we didn't put a lot of thought into this one or any thought. There was a wrestling question. My studying helped because I'm sure you needed to study to get this answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is Chris Jericho. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is indeed Chris Jericho. Jericho said, and I quote: "Now you might go. How can you do that? It's all scripted. Now hold on." Stop right there. Gymnastics, pairs gymnastics, figure skating, pairs figure skating. What is that? It's two people working together to put on the best performance possible. There's no way we could not do the same with pro wrestling. He's got a good point. Honestly, 
if you would tell me that like oh there's pro wrestling in the olympics i would watch it like watch the the Ch- china <laughs> well, it's the, but the problem is the way he's talking about is they would have to be from the same country representing right. the same country as opposing wrestlers yeah. and right. whoever puts on the best performance would win yeah correct do it i would think so whoever puts Let's on the go. best match i assume was how they would how they would judge it i might watch the olympics josh <laughs> holy God. now it's not gonna happen it yeah. won't happen because Scott would actually watch it, and then the world would end, so we we can't allow it to happen. All right, well, after the first quarter, we have a tie ball game, 75-75. Let's move on to today's second quarter, which will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Today's 5 on 3 has a theme, Franchises That Moved. Your first 5 on 3, I would like the five players with the most points in a Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. So that is from 1995 to 2001. Mason, this this is just going to be me trying to get out of my own way. Um, okay. That's fine. Good, because I would get out of your way gladly for this question. Uh, it's a team I don't care about in a time when I wasn't watching basketball. Or alive. So, or mostly alive, yeah. Hey, he was alive for a couple of years. I was busy trying to walk and talk, not care about the Vancouver Grizzlies. Okay. Says the guy who knows a whole bunch of trivia from like the 1960s and 50s and 70s. And that. Well, because he wasn't trying to walk then, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, fair. Mason, pick one of those names. What? Just no, don't one. put that on me. Don't put that I'm not on putting me. it. I'm not going to go with it. I just want to know. It doesn't mean I'm going to go with it. I just want to see how I feel. I don't even know I who feel. these people are. I want to see how I feel after you say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I need you to say this word. <laughs> I must say, I have no idea. Tony, I don't know who these people are. These names don't mean anything to me. You should know at least three of them. Of the last list? Yeah. Um, I, no, I mean, no, I don't know who these people are. Go with that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that. Why did you ask me? Why ask if you're not going to be content with what I say? No, because I wanted to see how, like, what if you had to pick a name, how it would feel? Because I have one I'm these leaning names, towards. I don't know these names. You're asking me to just pick a name. That's, That's a name. Right, sure. Okay. Okay. That's a name. So this is this is my thought is. Oh, just go so go with what you want. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. With this question. I don't. I can't help you. Sorry, Mason. But... So I'll explain when I go through it and. Yeah, uh, screw it. All right, we're yeah. checking in. All right. Oh, baby, I like your Raw's checked in. So, uh, yes. Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can <laughs> talk it out and let me know your answers. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Every, Every day. day. <laughs> I don't think, that, I don't think that works that way. Um, th- yes, it does. Every other, day, every other day, maybe, but not every day. <laughs> got to, re- got to have that recovery day. A lot of, a lot of chafing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe he was yeah. traded around 2000. I, I would, I think he he may have made it all the way because he's there in 02 when they they play the Lakers, right? He's mm-hmm. in Sacramento by then, so yeah, I, I think he may have made it to the end. To actually, think yeah, I think it might have been 2001 actually around 
because it might have been around the draft. So, all right, I I feel good with Bibby for sure. I definitely think Sharif Abdur Rahim. Oh yeah, yeah, probably yeah, number one. Um, and even Big Country, even though he flamed out pretty quickly, he was pretty good for them for the first few years. He I had to be there enough. for like five, six years, right? Yeah, and I I mean that yeah, I think that's enough to to get him in there. So I, I feel good with those three. Greg Anthony was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah. I always forget when Anthony Peeler got there. That's a Minnesota guy for you. Yeah. But we also said Blue Edwards. I, I love your Blue Edwards shout and your Tony Massenberg. Yeah. And my Lorenzen Wright, rest in peace. But yeah, those are all to me that, you know, those are all dart throws. Right. And I, I think we just go with the three. Yeah, let's do that, and we'll hope that he gets the sixth guy instead of the fifth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to check in with Big Country Bryant Reeves, Mike Bibby, and Sharif Abdur Rahim. Okay, and oh, maybe I like it wrong. What did you guys have? Um, So I think I had the four or top four right away, and it's going to be Abdur Rahim, uh, Reeves, Mike Bibby, and um, one of my favorite players coming out. Um, when he was drafted, I already know who it is. Uh, yeah, I forgot about him. Michael Dickerson. Michael Dickerson. Yep. Uh, I loved Michael Dickerson. He only had like two good years, and it happened to be the two years in Vancouver. He got traded um, for Steve Francis and then got hurt. Yeah. So uh, I started with those, and then I sent over to Mason a list of Peeler, Anthony, Edwards, or Harrington. Um, and I just wasn't. Yeah. So uh, I went with. Just one of them wasn't the, one of them wasn't like the other, and it was Blue Edwards that kind of stuck out. So I figured if it was an interesting list of five, there's got to be one of those names on there. So we went with Blue Edwards, and both teams will be getting their points. Uh, number one was Sharif Abdul Rahim by a bunch. He had seven thousand eight hundred and one points. Number two, Bryant Reeves with four thousand nine hundred and forty-five points. Three was Mike Bibby three thousand one hundred and fifty-three. Four was Michael Dickerson, 2,638. Number five was indeed Blue Edwards with 2,393. Those are the only players who had over 2,000 points um, for the Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, After that, it went Greg Anthony, Othella Harrington, Anthony Peeler, Tony Massenberg, and then George Lynch rounds out the top 10. Uh, He had under 1,000. So, (laughs) yeah, 958. Everyone else had at least a thousand. All right. Well, let's move on to the second list I'm looking for. And uh, Mason, I think this one you'll be able to participate uh, more with. And this is the five players with the most receiving yards in a St. Louis Rams jersey. So that is from 1995 to 2015. Uh, We're going to check in, Josh. Okay. El Fudge Rodriguez has checked in. So, oh, baby, I like it raw. You've got just a second or two to give it some talking and let me know your answers so let's go with i don't even think we have five names uh, i have other names i can uh i wish you would have sent them to me instead of me floundering no it, it's minutes. more it's they're they're you mentioned michael humano wanui like so give me some names here i think i think we have four of them so i think it's going to be i think it's going to be bruce holt stephen jackson marshall falk and the last oh, one good. I want, oh. I wasn't I good, good with, with it earlier. I wasn't, but the more I think about it, like I'm starting to think that maybe Kenny Britt's on this list. Oh, that's, oh, 
I was trying to think of somebody after 2005. That's what I sent you. I was like, I can't think of a wide receiver after 2005. He was, he was there for two years. That's it. But he, his two years there were decent. I want to say he, he, or maybe three years. Maybe he was there. You for think three that's years. enough to be on this list? I think so. When, I, Kenny I Britt, when, when Kenny Britt was healthy and not, you know, in his own way, he was great. So, I mean, I don't, yeah, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, I mean if Dan, Danny Amendola, Tav- maybe? It's not Tavon Austin, Stedman Bailey. Like, it's neither of them. Like, I don't know. That's too late. Yeah. Well, I was going to say they would have been the tail end of it anyway. What about, so. what about, what about Danny Amendola? How long was he there? I don't, couldn't even tell you. Danny Amendola was there maybe four years. I don't, I feel like I would but take that, but Britt, that, Britt at three that's over right Amendola at four. But I think one of Britt's years is in, is not in St. Louis. Oh. So I, I say know. we just, I say we go with our four then. Cause I don't, that's fine. I don't. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll go with <laughs> Holt, Bruce, Falk and Jackson. Okay. And El Fudge Rodriguez, what'd you guys have? Uh, so yeah. So we certainly thought about Steven Jackson, um, Oz Hakeem, Ricky Pro uh, yeah. from greatest show on turf days, but didn't feel confident that they were there long enough. Brandon Mali Malayuna, old tight end with the cornrows um, was the name that came up. Mason Austin Pettis was there after 07. Oh God. <laughs> Good Lord. I forgot about him. So we didn't feel confident saying Austin Pettis. Yeah, I wouldn't for, either. For obvious reasons. His parents would be confident saying his name either. Um, <laughs> but we were, uh, we were pretty much in the same boat, just really trying to figure out who was there after 07 and who, who was Sam Bradford throwing to. We almost decided to go with other team as one of the answers here. Um, but we didn't think uh, that would – Sam Bradford wasn't there long enough for that to, for that to work. So we ended up uh, checking in just with the three – that we felt most comfortable with, um, which were obviously, spoiler alert, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk. And both teams will be getting points. Um, the th- other team wouldn't count because they weren't wearing sorry, St. Fair. Louis Rams jerseys. That's so, fair. Uh, number one, Isaac Bruce with 13,837 receiving yards. Number two, Tory Holt, 12,660 receiving yards. Then it falls off to Marshall Falk, 4,071 yards. Number four, Stephen Jackson, 3,324 yards. Number five was mentioned, Ricky Prohl, 2,590 yards. I would have thought he had more than Hakeem. So even if we went for a fifth, so, it wouldn't have been him. Uh, after that, we have Brandon Gibson, Oz oh. Hakeem, oh. Jared oh. Cook, Danny Amendola, and Kevin Curtis rounds out the top 10. That's the guy I couldn't think of. I knew they had another white guy. I couldn't think of his name. So, so yeah. Brandon Gibson, good Lord. Uh, well, That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. When you get down below 2,000 yards for multiple seasons, it's easy to sneak into that list. So. Yeah. so, yeah. Both teams got their points. Moving on to list three. Uh, it's a hockey list. And it's also a list where I threw a bone to Dan. All right. I would like you guys to give me the five players with the most goals in a Minnesota North Stars jersey. So this is from 1966 to 1993. And you don't need to type. When you feel comfortable checking in, 
you just go Same ahead and do Eve. so. You, you can do what you got to do. I'll check in. Alfonso Rodriguez has checked in. So, oh, baby, I like it raw. Uh, Eric, you can say some names to Mason. I'll say there. That's a name. Really, just one. to the audience, probably the listeners at this point. Mason, all I want to know, and this isn't whatever. Um, can you name one player that played for the North Stars? Gordon Bombay. Scott said that already. He's not wrong. So I, I, um, nope, nope. Okay. I, I don't, I don't care about hockey. So no. I, oh, I, don't I just wasn't. Know. I was just. I just wasn't sure if you could name somebody who actually played. I don't know what. I don't know what. I, I, I see that thing that you had to shovel. I've never seen it before. I know they get it up there a lot. I, I'm just. There's a lot of things I'm not. Familiar. You've you've never you've never seen snow. I mean, I've I've seen it, like usually in person. I mean, I have, but not, not on the ground. <laughs> like it would just melt on the ground. Um, okay, I flew okay. into Chicago once where they had snow already there, but like seeing snowfall and accumulate enough to where it's serviceable and it's not just like crushed ice. I wouldn't call like, it serviceable. But I mean, like where it's it doesn't just melt on impact. All right, you know? all right, fair. Yeah, this more this than like stuff an inch. It. So I th- I thought it was powdered sugar or cocaine. I didn't know what it was when you showed the video. I wouldn't be here if it was cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be outside. I would have overindulged. I'm sure. All right. Anyway, Math. yeah, we'll ch- we'll we'll ch- we'll check into um with the following Ugh. Brian Bellows, Neil Broughton, Steve Payne, uh, Dino Cicerelli. There's one more crap spacing on his name. We'll just do those four. Okay. And El Fudge Rodriguez, what'd you guys have? I have the same I'll I have the same four that he does, except for I do have the fifth one. Um way back. You gotta go back on this one though. Uh, Bill Goldsworthy. Both teams will be getting points. Uh number one, Brian Bellows with 342 goals. Number two, Dino Cicerelli, 332. Number three, Bill Goldsworthy, 267. Number four, Neil Broughton, who has been an answer before on this podcast, 249. And number five, Steve Payne, 228. Uh, After that, you have uh, Dave Gagne, Bobby Smith, Tim Young, Danny Grant, and J.P. Parisi. A couple of those names would have been who's to even me, but uh, that's okay. Does Neil Bobby have a brother Smith. named Sour? I love Bobby Smith. Say again. Oh, Dan can go. Sorry, mine was a, a smart alecky comment. So you don't no, it's mine. okay. What was your smart alecky? I was saying if Neil had a brother named Sour. <laughs> he had brothers. Kid. He did have brothers. That's, That's for sure. Bucks right Aaron there. Aaron Broughton was in the was in the the league. He is the only American on that list. I think you got to go all the way down to Madano before yep. you get another American. Oh yeah. He doesn't quite make the list because he only had. Right, his only a first couple four years. seasons before they went to Dallas. And... Okay, so after the second quarter, we have the following scores. It's no longer a tie. Uh, El Fudge Rodriguez is at 185, and Oh Baby I Like It Raw is at 205. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. So in honor of the first sports 
trivia game I ever wrote for Sports Trivia Face-Off. Today's halftime has a Back to the Future theme to it. Question one. During the summer of 1985, before heading back to 1955, Marty McFly may have seen this movie with the following plot. A minor league baseball player must spend $30 million in 30 days in order to inherit $300 million. However, he's not allowed to own any assets, destroy the money, gift it, give it to charity, or tell anyone about the deal. We're checked in. I knew this one. El Fudge Rodriguez is checked in. Oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. Go ahead, Mason. I've seen it, and I asked a question about this on this podcast. Um, So this is Brewster's Millions. And I think there's actually an original version, like, way back in the day. But this is the, the Richard Pryor version. So. Um, yeah, we'll check it with Brewster's Millions. And El Fudge Rodriguez. Yeah, Brewster's Millions. Both teams will be getting points. Correct answer is Brewster's Millions. Brewster's Millions was the 20th highest grossing movie of 1985 at $39 million. Back to the Future was the highest grossing movie of 1985 at $211 million. And Rocky IV was the highest grossing sports movie of 1985 at $128 million, and it was that was the third highest of all movies. What was the highest grossing rom-com, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> Rocky IV. Back to the Future. Bruce's <laughs> Millions. Bruce's <laughs> Millions. <laughs> Isn't that Breakfast Club? Maybe <sighs> all right, moving on to question two. In early November of 1955, Marty McFly may have seen this movie with the following plot. In New York, a gambler is challenged to take a cold female missionary to Havana, but they fall for each other, and the bet has a hidden motive to finance a crap game. We can check in. El Fudge Rodriguez has checked in. Oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. It's a Bond movie? Like, I don't know what this is. Um sound like one it's not casino royale or you know what this sounds like it sounds just like brewster's millions (laughs) yes there's a yes it's it's very similar Um, no i have no idea 55 old-timey movies doesn't really hit my wheelhouse so um havana they fall for each other it's a crap game. Oh. Only thing I can think of with a gambler in it, like from that range, isn't there like a? I don't. Know, I thought it was a musical, but maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just stupid because I don't know. Um, I, don't, I have no idea what you're even talking about. I don't know what you're getting at, but there's a. My mom watches it. Crap. Okay, that's very helpful. Um, let me get into your mindset for that because i that's it's a stupid it's dumb because it's old um (laughs) (laughs) okay it's dumb because it's old yeah did you ever watch something that's old it's super dumb i I don't disagree at all (laughs) it's just like what what did i watch i don't remember what it was and i'm just like how did people think this was entertainment back then was this in color no uh well 50s Maybe, could be right because it's possible, but probably not. Um, I don't remember. I don't, I don't. I have nothing. You're. I'm waiting for you to give me anything insightful that I can pull off of because I have nothing. Movies that take place in Havana. 
Go. Oh yeah, that's Dirty Rudy. Dancing Two. Rudy. Yeah. Um, what is it called? Havana Nights. Yes, cool, it is. <laughs> cool, cool Runnings. Yes. Um. Yeah, Cuba. Yes. Um, all right. I have no. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I can think of a movie that came out around 1955, but it's oh, what bad. is it? It's Rebel Without what a Cause. Love it. The Gambler. Jake, I don't know. I don't. The, I don't know. The Kenny Rogers story. American <laughs> Underdog Two. Air Bud, the Gambler. Any of them, Josh. They're all wrong. Just take one. Oh, of them. you just want me to take any of those answers? <laughs> any of I'll let you have all of those answers. All right. And like now our we'll odds. move on to uh, El Fudge Rodriguez for probably the right answer. Well, as soon on. as he said, as soon as Eric said that it's a musical, I was, I was, he's yeah. gonna get this. And yeah, I we thought you had it. Um, it's uh, it's my favorite musical of all time. Actually, it's uh, Guys and Dolls. One team will be getting points. And Dan messaged me, he's going to get it, and I hate him. Well, now you don't have to hate him because he didn't quite get it, even though he was <laughs> he was right there at it, that it was a musical. I thought he was getting a West Side story, and I was like, that's not the plot. <laughs> so yes, the Tony is... kidnaps Maria and brings him to Havana, even though they play he's cra- not... the sharks and jets play craps. And that's how they said right, that actually probably did happen in the right. So yes, the answer is guys and dolls. Uh, Guys and Dolls was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1955 at $13 million. Lady and the Tramp was the highest grossing movie of 1955 at $94 million. So what, did everybody see that movie 89 million times? <laughs> oh, I don't think that's man. how math works, but okay. Uh, was it going to the movie like two bits? What is, what's two bits, Dan? How much is that? A quarter. It's a quarter. It's a quarter. <laughs> And I don't think movies cost. No, that was a shave and a haircut. Oh, all right. And I don't think movies in 1955 probably cost a quarter. I don't think probably. David was there. I need to add uh, Eid's Air Bud sequel to my list of potential Air Bud sequels there. (laughs) What'd you say? He was was a gambler in this one? The gambler, yes. He's just placed Texas Hold'em with a hoodie and sunglasses. So that one's going to be Air Bud, Breed and Weep. So just to let you know, Guys and Dolls was the Closest thing to a sports movie from 1955. Uh, the fact that there's gambling involved is like, okay, that's. Lady and the Tramp was more of a sport than. There's, they did the there's thing, actually right? very little gambling going on in because uh, they, they can't put the game together. That's the I, whole they problem. They need the money to put it together. I, I get it. I get it. It's as close as I could get. All right. Just, 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 just for the record, the musical I was thinking of was Funny Girl, so not even close. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and now I don't hate you. So there we go. All right. Question three. On October 26, 2015, Marty McFly may have seen this movie with the following plot. After a fatal incident sends him on a rampant path of destruction, a champion boxer fights to get custody of, custody of his daughter and revive his professional career. This million and one dollar baby, the sequel. It, it's Brewster's million dollar baby. Brewster. Yeah, I think a pre and post game. Doesn't quite work, but close. No, it doesn't. Millions, damn it. Uh, I was right when I said I should wait until halftime to be optimistic I mean, about this game. Hey, Richard Pryor in, in an actual right. boxing movie. Throwing those we check in. Good. Thank you. We're checked in. Yeah, well, baby, I like your rods checked in. So, El Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can talk it out. 
What's the 2015? What's one of the 2015? Help me out here, Scott. Jake Gyllenhaal. Southpaw. Yes, that's it. Okay. I thought it might have been, but there there were so many in in that that span of movies that came out that involved fighters. I always get mixed up. Yeah, that's that's it. It's Southpaw then. Yep. Let's go. Sounds good. Hey, you know, baby, I like it raw. What did you guys have? We checked in with guys and dolls. No, I'm sorry. Southpaw. 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 Sorry. Uh, both teams will give any points. The correct answer is Southpaw. Southpaw was the 53rd highest grossing movie of 2015 at $52 million. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens was the highest grossing movie of the year at $937 million. Creed was the highest grossing sports movie of 2015 at $110 million, oh, the 28th I thought, highest. I thought, um, was, I thought you were talking about the band. <laughs> no. Not Their biopic. However, Marty McFly could have also seen Jaws 19 at the Hollow Max Theater in Hill Valley as seen in Back to the Future 2. Wow. You saw it on the marquee of this, like, yeah, the theater. After the, after the creepy old guy comes up and tells him he wants to put some money on the Cubbies. Southpaw. Southpaw, also an Airbud sequel. Hold on. All right. So after halftime, we have the following scores. We have a lead change. Uh, oh, baby, I like it. Rods at two fifty-five, and El Fudge Rodriguez just a little bit ahead at two sixty. That's time for lucky seven. Here we go. Unlucky seven, the way this has been going. But hey, before we move on to any more trivia, did you guys know that we have a Facebook group called The Bench? I did. I was just on there today. So you can join us on the bench on Facebook and have fun uh, chats and posts about sports and non-sports things. And, and yes, cool Eric, sports trivia and some cool sports trivia question. Yes. What if you don't have Facebook and you think it's just the government's way of tracking you? Well, if you don't have Facebook, you probably don't have Instagram. Um, Twitter still exists currently as we're recording. It might not by the time this releases, but you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter as well. If you search Benchwarmers TP at either of those, or even on Facebook, you will find us. Thanks. (laughs) Also, those of you who are listening to this, if you'd be willing to go to Apple uh, Music or Apple Apple Podcasts (laughs) or uh, God, what's the other big Stitcher? One? Stitcher, and give us a rating and uh, Tinder. maybe a nice a, a nice comment. We would greatly appreciate it. We really want five star reviews. It'll help people find us because we want more people to listen to this nonsense. Farmers only, unless you've signed us up for that, which wouldn't surprise me. Well, actually, that was David, the simple David. farm boy. <laughs> That's how David found us in the first place. <laughs> It's so a very yes, informative uh, profile I made for us. Give us give us a rating. Give us a review. It's been over a year since anybody's given us a review. But we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks. No, seriously, Mark. You haven't reviewed us yet? Yeah, you're on every episode and you can't leave us a review. <sighs> oh, Despicable. This will be the one and only time they let us do live reads. <laughs> Apple Music. Mark's Apple Music. A single. Apple Podcast, whatever. All right, Eric's going to quit because 
the third quarter is <laughs> the missing link. The missing link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. All right, I guess I'm doing the missing link by myself. Okay. Eric can answer the questions, I'll do the link. Oh, here we go. Okay. Division of labor here. Unless it's movies and then I'm screwed. Oh, it's going to be something like types of oscillating ceiling fans. I don't know. This is... That would be dangerous. It would be. Not a big fan of that one. I mean, I, brand new invention that I like. Let's let's. No, it's not. Long. It's not. It's not on purpose. It's the ones that are very loose in the top and they kind of swing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking this through. It has to have a long arm from the sea. So you have to have like a vaulted ceiling, but it would work. A long raw arm. It would work. All right. Question one on the missing link. The Buffalo Bills drafted what wide receiver out of Tennessee in the second round of the 1999 NFL draft? Check it in, Dan. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. We're checked in. All right. El Fudge Rodriguez is checked in. So, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out and give me your answer. Right around Eric's peak draft time. So, Mm -hmm. you should have this one. No, I just, you don't. It's Peerless Price. That's a name. Check it in. It's a hell of a name. And El Fudge Rodriguez, would you guys have? Yeah, same here. Um, don't know if if Eid has been in his house like Eric Moulds, but uh, we also checked in with Peerless Price. No, a uh, girl I worked with at JCPenney dated him. Nice. Oh. It was weird because she wasn't good looking. So I don't know what he was doing. She's probably one of many. Yeah. Did she do a price check? Nice. I was going to say, did, did, was, did, he, did she work at Payless? Doesn't it feel good to Peerless? All right, move on. So, yes, uh, the correct answer was Peerless Price, and Price had his best season in 2002 when he had 1,252 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. Nice. Remember Lee Evans? I do. He dropped a touchdown. They would have taken the Ravens (laughs) to the Super Bowl. All right, question two in the missing link. What running back set a single-game rushing record for the Cal Golden Bears when he ran for 311 yards on December 6, 2008 against the Washington Huskies? Sorry, Marcus. Yeah, we're checking. Okay. okay, well, baby, I like it. Roz checked in. El Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can talk it out. I think it's Javid Best. The time frame fits for Javid Best, for sure. Yeah, and I know but, he just had a couple of crazy statistical gains, and that's why the Lions picked him so early. Yeah, that's 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 got to be it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that because the other guys I'm thinking of, he he sandwiched like Marshawn and like a hot dog or so. no, like a sandwich, oh, okay. uh, a taco, a taco, you know, yeah, <laughs> a Swiss cake roll. Yeah, you know, <sighs> stop anything really. I can't go to the store. We're recording. Well, you know what? Grubhub goods. Hold on. Technically, um, a right. banana. Technically, a banana is a sandwich if you think about it. 
cereal soup. Cereal. Yeah, let's soup. let's go with Javid Best. We're gonna check in with Javid Best. Okay, and oh, baby, I like your own. What did you guys have? Uh, he, he was amazing. Even his short time with the Lions, I loved him. Uh, Javid Best. Both teams will be getting points. Correct answer is Javid Best. Best also set a Cal record for most all-purpose yards in a single season in 2008 with 2,247 total yards. The theme-linked answers thus far are Peerless Price and Javid Best. Moving on to question three. What defensive back who played for two teams during his 14-year career had the second most tackles by a defensive back during the 2000s. All right, let's go with the, the, that um, the one you said. Yeah, the first one you said. That. Just because yeah. it, 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 it works for all of it, I think. Okay, okay, sure, go for it. All right, we're going to check in. Hey, yo, baby, I like your Ross checked in. El Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can talk it out and give me your answer. All right. I know Antoine Winfield fits the teams and he yes. had a lot of tackles during that see, during that uh, time. You would remember more than I would on that. Initially, I, I thought this kind of veers towards a safety, just, mm-hmm. you know, tackles, especially then um, there were, I mean, guys were really racking up tackles like a Brian Dawkins, some of those safeties. Miles right. Sanders, but yeah, I, I also it, thought about Rondé Barber, but I don't. I he he never I, left Tampa. I don't believe he left Tampa. Remember him going like being a guy that latched on somewhere else, right? Right. I thought Adrian Wilson, but I don't know that he quite made it to play fourteen years. So, if what fourteen years for Winfield is that about right? Probably it's probably around there. Actually, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't feel strong enough about any anyone to definitively say let's do it. So if if you have any sort of inkling on Winfield, let, let's just do it. All right, yeah, we'll we'll go with uh, Antoine Winfield. Okay, and oh baby, I like it. Row, did you guys have an answer? Mason said over Ed Reed. I'm not. I wasn't sure of him with tackles. Um, and then the more I thought about it, the one guy I did know who was a big tackler, like Dan said, was and played for two teams, the Bills and Vikings. Antoine Winfield was known for tackling all the time. Um, his career was around 14 years, so we went with Antoine Winfield. And both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Antoine Winfield Sr. Winfield was second to Rondé Barber, who only played for one team uh, during that same period. Oh, your host. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Peerless Price, Javid Best, and Antoine Winfield Sr. Moving on to question four. Yes, that's it. Check it. What one-time World Series champion and Hall of Fame catcher has the most career base runners caught stealing in the live ball era? So that's 1920 to present. He played for four teams during his 19-year career that started in 1974. I think that's let's, it. Let's check it in. All right, we'll check in. Okay, El Rodriguez checked in, so, oh, baby, I like it wrong. You guys can talk it out. I don't have much anything on this. Yeah. Gary Carter, maybe? What about, um? what's his name? Hold on. Um, I might sound dumb for this because I don't remember exactly. Like Carlton Fisk? 
I'm just trying to think of catchers. Like, that's all I'm struggling with. I can't. I think he's too old for that. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm just thinking of guys. Like, I don't, I don't have anything. I think his career is longer than 19 years. That's what, yeah, I can see that. I don't, I have nothing to go off of a theme because I'm not familiar with any boy bands with Peerless Javid and Antoine in them. So, Oh, you're not listening to enough boy bands there, Mason. Yeah, that's probably probably someone I'm not it's obviously listening. one that Diddy created. Yeah. I uh only name I can come up with in, in that time area is, is Gary Carter. Is he really would he really have had the most career base runners caught steel? I, I don't feel no like idea. that's a thing. No idea. I don't feel like that's because Gary Carter played other positions. He played he Yeah, he did. For a little yeah. Bit. So I mean, I don't know. I think, but the time frame works for that, to be honest. Okay, like sure. There's, John, there's Johnny Bench, but I don't think he was gone nope, by He didn't 80. play for four teams. No. Oh, I missed that part. He played on 93. He also didn't play till <laughs> 93. I missed it. Hold on. Four teams? Four teams. Gary Carter played for... Four teams. Was it? Three or four. It's I close. Know. I can only name two, so I'm... Expos, Mets... And he finished with the Giants. There might be an extra one in there. I say we go. I say we go. Gary Carter then. Sure, it's fine by me. All right, we're gonna check in with Gary Carter. Okay, and El Fudge Rodriguez, what did you guys have for an answer? We threw around pretty much same names, similar names, trying to figure out the time frame, a Hall of Famer, and the amount of teams and. The last name that I threw out that seemed to fit, especially with the One World Series on the Mets, was Gary Carter. So we also checked in with Gary Carter. And both teams will be getting points because the correct answer is Gary Carter. Carter threw out 810 base runners during his career, uh, during which he won three Gold Glove Awards. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Peerless Price, Javid Best, Antoine Winfield Sr., and Gary Carter. What a group. I mean, I'm probably be sending it because it's a free guess at this point. You might as well just send it. It fits the rest of them? No, I it, I don't know if it fits any of it. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you I can tell you this. That's the only thing I got out of that. Yeah, is there any other? The rest. Nope. Nothing. Nothing None other ones. Then I got nothing. Then it then it's nothing. So just you want me to just send what you have, at least we can send something and may go, end up stumbling. Go uh, have at it. So I'm just going to, this is what I'm going to send. And if he asks for more, I'm just going to send that. Okay. And let's, let's see, maybe we get a prompt here. There you go, Josh. How about it? And let's move on to questions. <laughs> I figured it wasn't right. Question five. What British boxer who won the super heavyweight gold medal at the 2008 London Olympics currently holds the WBC heavyweight title. Check in. El Fudge Rodriguez is checked in. Oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. They probably have a theme. Um, we just really like boxing, okay? Yeah, British boxers, definitely in your wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> there's so many of them. Um, all right, what you got, Eric? What? British boxer. Yeah. Um, can we call Walling? Why did Dan check in so fast? It's, that's it's what the throws theme. me off. They, I know, they have but the it, theme. It's... We don't clearly. Why did he check in so fast? It's throwing me off. I probably would know this, except he just checked in really fast. 
because he has the theme probably. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, and something with the first four gave it away, which I don't oh. understand that. But you know, you know what, Dan? This could be the theme. Maybe they don't have it. He's in, Scott's just bluffing here. <laughs> Scott's bluffing. They have the theme. They have it. He, they have the theme. He's bluffing. I know this. this oh, is I didn't think about that. The ruse. And Dan's playing along now. Look at that. I Dan's trying to hold it. He's holding it in. I saw crack a smile. This is, a, this is not a visual in. medium. It doesn't have to be it for is. me to commentate it. Um, oh, oh. We are, we, are on, I, we are on YouTube. I got by it. By the way, Josh didn't mention that earlier. It's Tyson Fury. Does that help with the theme? No. <laughs> okay. Well, let's check that in and maybe we can we can buy some time. Tyson Fury. Buy some time. You guys checking that in? Eric's checking that in because I don't. Yeah, I no, we are. I just. Uh, it's, uh... Okay, and El Fudge Rodriguez, what did you guys have for an answer? So Tyson Fury. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Tyson Fury. Fury has a professional record of 32 0 1. And he has a WBC heavyweight title defense scheduled for December 3rd against Derek Chisora. Can't wait for that. So apparently we won't be seeing the uh, unification bout uh, this year, but hopefully next year. So the theme-linked answers are Peerless Price, Javid Best, Antoine Winfield Sr., Gary Carter, and Tyson Fury. I thought the last one was supposed to give it away. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Dan, would you say that if you were sniffing around on this, that one would give it away? I would say that we had the answer to that question before you. That's why we checked in so quickly. Yeah. (laughs) You might as well go ahead and tell them that they have the theme so we can talk it out. They do have the theme. So if you guys would like to talk it out, you guys can talk it out. And I'm almost willing to give you guys at least a small hint. I'm sure they won't mind because they already have additional points on you. All I'm going to say is look at the last names. And I'm not saying that'll help you. But that's that's, been that's what we've been looking at. I think I've figured it out. These are all famous novels that are called The Sound and The, and you fill them in with the blank. So I the sound loved The, the Sound in the Winfield. I loved that book. <laughs> yes. The Sound in the Carter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Fury is what I'm feeling inside right now, but I don't feel Price best, Winfield, or Carter. Um, you don't feel, you don't feel best? Right Come on. No. I was going to say if it wasn't last names, it could be Chicken Companies with Tyson, but that doesn't obviously work for us. Peerless Chicken. It's very famous. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I have... I figured it was the last names because like Peerless and Jobin aren't common names. I figured and Juan Chicken. We almost sent over cool names after the third clue as our theme. Yes, I mean, that is fair. <laughs> Gary threw that off. <laughs> Gary kind of messed that up for us. <laughs> the coolest name of all. I was yeah. like, is there a SpongeBob character named Javid? But Fearless. <laughs> all right, Eric, anything, please? I'm some snail named, named Javid. Javid. <laughs> Best. Is it like Marvel? Oh, I was going to say Pete Best, but okay, what what does it have to do with Marvel? Just because Fury's <laughs> supposed to give it away, and the only thing I think of when I hear Fury is Nick Fury. Someone has the last name Best in Marvel? Sure. I mean, 
the other ones are decently common. Well, maybe not Winfield, but Price and Carter. I could see those being com- common last names. Well, obviously, I wasn't going to get it if it's a movie link. So, um, so the only thing I had for best is Pete Best, but he's already asked the Beatles one before, so I doubt it's that. Okay, so what are we going to say? We're just going to say Marvel, and we're going to hope char- it covers the let's, whole let's in- Marvel the characters. Universe. It's going to be more specific. It's going to be from some random movie. No, it's it's not from any random movie. Okay, so all right, well, well, it's a specific. I'll let, movie. I'll let you, that's the problem. Well, that's the problem. It's it's technically five specific movies. I actually, it could be more than five. It's now. I think you're saying too much. Well, come on. Oh, <laughs> There's more than five Star Wars, so it's not that. Um, I've said too much. It's it hurts sometimes when I do these. I just want to help. I can't give you anything. So, Eric, tell me something. Because this means nothing. I have nothing. This whole game, I've had nothing. Except for Brewster's Millions and Steven Jackson and Abram Smith. That's about it. Um, so, please help. I'm desperate. It's, I mean, I... I... Marvel is it not Marvel characters? I don't understand. What... It's something more specific. It's from a specific. It's, it's movie. not a more specific about. Okay, well then, so, then it, I don't. Uh, Dan, are you are you saying I'm giving too much here? I think you might border on it. I'm I am bordering on it. So all right, I, I need an answer, guys. I'm nothing. Just, just give me anything. This game uh, is breaking me slowly. It's freaking stupid. It's missing link crap. I'm never I never get it. So actually you often get it when I'm teamed with you. You actually get the link when I'm teamed with you, but that doesn't help because I'm running. I'm usually decent at these, but if it's anything Marvel related, I have no shot. The sad thing is that it's breaking him. Oh, now I'm giving away too much. That's true. I said breaking early. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Hold on. Maybe maybe it's not Marvel. It's breaking bad. Is that the clue? Man. Shoot. What is happening? I'm is I'm ready. Samuel Samuel L. Jackson characters? I, I don't know. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yes, we're going with Samuel L. Jackson characters. All right. And Dan, I actually don't think I'm the one who gave that one away. Did I give that away? I'm like game game still don't protest. know what's going on. I don't know what's going Eric, on. Eric, did I give that away? Seriously? <laughs> no, because I didn't even hear what you said. I was gonna ask what you said, but I didn't hear it. Oh. Okay. Well, it's um, I, I actually wrote them down as we got to them because I, I I know who all five of these are now. It's Elijah Price, Lucius Best, Jules Winfield, Coach Carter, and uh, Nick Fury. Right. It is Samuel L. Jackson characters. Yes. So both teams will be getting points. Um, I because when he said. What did you say about breakable? He said, I said, I said speaking of breaking. Yeah. It's, it's too bad. It's breaking him. Yeah. So yes. So Elijah price or Mr. Glass from unbreakable and the movie glass, uh, Lucius best or Frozone from the Incredibles. And I'm assuming the Incredibles too. Yes, yes. he is. And he did reprise his um, role in the, where's Incredibles. my super suit and the better Incredibles movie. You heard Jules me. Winfield from Pulp Fiction, Ken Carter from coach Carter and Nick Fury from 11 MCU movies thus far. So. Couldn't have used a mace window in there anywhere? No. Uh, Where's my you, super suit? Do you know a mace or somebody with the last name window? Uh, well, it yeah. sounds like a soccer the, player. The rapper. <laughs> Is he an athlete? 
He might he have been. Played. I don't know. In the celebrity basketball, basketball game. Yeah. yeah. He's probably in a rock and jock game or two. All right. It didn't help that I've watched half of any of the movies that he's mentioned. Could have used a Valentine. I would have helped me. I've seen yeah. Kingsman. I haven't seen. I, I almost, I almost. Uh, so I actually, I put in the Winfield because I thought that would be more of a help. I initially yeah. had um, Buddy Franklin uh, as the answer because his character in Deep Blue Seas last name was Franklin. You couldn't have thrown thought, Johnny Flynn in here for I don't Flynn like from Buddy Snakes Franklin. on a Plane. I no thought jo- about that. No John Shafts. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> no sports people named Shaft. No, I would have right. quit the quit the show on general principle if you threw Buddy Franklin in. <laughs> well, good thing I didn't. I mean, I was gonna basically call him out as a thug, but you know, I wasn't gonna give him praise, mind you. What was his name? Oh, you could have easily. What was his name? It was Luger in Loaded Weapon yes, 1. Yes, it was. Yeah, Lex Luger. I almost, I almost, but I already had a wrestling question, so I, so I didn't want to go with Lex Luger as, <laughs> as another answer. Um, I had all of the possible choices. I had Bobby Valentine as a possible choice. I, I went with these, so. I mean, there's so many to choose from. There are. There were quite a few that I could choose from. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So after the third quarter... We have the following scores. Oh, baby, I like it. Raw is at 405, and El Fudge Rodriguez is at 460. So that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. All right, categories for today are as follows. Question one, Brewsters, in reference to college football. Question two, Millions, in reference to NIL deals. Question three, Southpaw, in reference to the NFL. And question four, Back to the Future, in reference to Major League Baseball. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wages are in, on to the questions. Okay, question one in the category of Brewsters. Tim Brewster, the second worst head coach in Golden Gopher football history by win percentage, is currently the tight ends, co- tight ends coach for what FCS school whose head coach is lobbying for his team to receive an FBS bowl berth? I'm oh, sorry, I almost wasted $5. Um Oh, so you do know him. I was trying to. I was trying to think of anyone named Brewster. It wasn't Punky Brewster or Brewster <laughs> from Brewster's Millions? Edo Pujet. There's an old linebacker named David Brewster for Jacksonville in the '90s and 2000s. Wow. Oh, oh, it's it's. We can check in. All right, El Fudge Rodriguez is checked in. So, oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. Give me your answer and your wager. I only got it from that last part. I don't know who. Punky Tim, Funky Tim, whatever his name is, um, is or what he's doing currently. Uh, but the FCS school whose head coach is lobbying his team to receive SBS, it's got to be Jackson State. Deion Sanders coaches yeah. there. So that's that's got to be. Yeah, I was I was still trying to read questions. That's fine. Yeah. All right. 
We're going to check yeah. in with Jackson State for 169 points. Nice. Unfortunately, you have to cut off that 69 points. You oh, never cut off a or 69. The or the 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right, El Fudge Rodriguez, what did you guys have for an answer? That's exactly the same way that we got to it with the with um, Deion Sanders. They're undefeated this year, and that would be something that he would want to lobby for. So we also said Jackson State for 100. Both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is Jackson State. And Brewster's 333 win percentage is only higher than, uh, Dan, do you know the worst winning percentage? I don't. Jim Wacker. Oh, Jim Wacker, yeah. 291 winning percentage. And uh, he was the coach while I had season tickets while I was in college. They weren't very expensive. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Jim Wacker could coach offense because they could score points, just not as many points as they would give up. Well, both teams gained 100 points on that one. Let's move on to question two in the category of millions. It should come as no surprise that the top four college football players with the highest estimated NIL values for the 2022 uh, year are quarterbacks, led by Bryce Young at $3.2 million and C.J. Stroud at $2.5 million. I want you to name the other two. Who is that guy? No. Read the question. Oh, is it? Wait, it's got to be a what? Read the question here <laughs> for the 8,000th time on this podcast. Read the question, please. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but that doesn't necessarily relevant. He's naming running backs. I d- named a wide receiver. <laughs> I didn't name him. I know what his name is, but that's not him. It's not. I'm not going to use that name. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll give you his name, but it's not. All right. We'll check in. Okay, El Fudge Rodriguez has checked in. So, oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. Let me know your answers and your wager. Sent a bunch of names, but I don't really feel great about any of them. Um, no. Caleb Williams, I think, is the best one out the group just because USC. I don't know. I don't have any. I mean, I can name a bunch of guys, but I, I don't wouldn't feel good about them having a good NIL value. Yeah. Like Stetson Bennett, it's a big, decently big name, but I don't think it would be him. Hendon Hooker's just come on this year. Um, so I doubt be him. Um, I mentioned Quinn Ewers from Texas, but I don't know about. He hasn't really been doing great. So I'm tempted to say Jackson State's dude. Isn't that Dion's son? Yeah. <laughs> sure, you think dude. we're gonna follow up with Dion? I think so. That's Deuteronomy. Because he's gonna have. I feel like he's gonna have more opportunities because of who it doesn't is. it doesn't say fbs it just says college football players right so maybe as a potential okay so, so let's go let's go williams and sanders for 100 points you good with that we cover spencer sanders too for um there you go on the state so there you go it's not gonna be him and, and he's terrible i right, saw it yesterday <laughs> yeah you bet on you bet on them so sorry for that yeah yeah um, me too okay so yeah we're gonna go williams and sanders for 100 then Okay, and El Fudge Rodriguez, excuse me, what did you guys have? And what's your wager? Yeah, we threw out uh, all those same names. Um, also, like some additional ones like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson from Florida, um, Tua's brother, which is what I call them, just because of the you know the name value. And then I said the kid from Clemson with the unnecessarily long name, um, DJ something or other, which Mason got like three letters into his last name and gave up. 
Yeah, it's like it's like it's a bunch of vowels. Yes, in. yes, right. it's very long. Um, but we we're just trying to think of guys that were would be marketable. So we kind of latched on to Caleb Williams as well. Um, even like with the transfer, uh, he had a ton of name value. And then someone who has been overhyped for like going on four years now, who ha- only has one good game under his belt, and it just happened to be yesterday. Uh, we checked in with Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler for one hundred points. Oh. One team will be getting points. The correct answers are Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler. Man, I should have thought about that. Uh, Williams. I can't can't stand that guy. Williams' deal is estimated at uh, $2.4 million, and Rattler is $2 million. Uh, Number five is Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba at $1.7 million. I just looked up. Um, Dion's sons, just to make sure that because maybe the list I had was only mm. FBS, but uh, his NIL uh, evaluation is 1.2 million. So, no, he would have not. Oh, how dare. How dare I have such a low <laughs> number? <laughs> 1.2 million. That's it. That's not prime. All right. Well, uh, we just had a 200 point swing there on that question. So, let's uh, let's move on to question three. In the category of Southpaw, who was the first left-handed quarterback to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? That's it. Nice simple question. <laughs> okay. Straightforward. All right. I mean, they can't all be extra wordy. That's David's job. They can all be zingers, though. All right, we're going to check in. Okay, oh, baby, I like it. Raw is checked in, so El Fudge Rodriguez, you guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. I, I think I think Ken Stabler was like a late addition to the HOF. HOF. Um, Interesting. Like, like in the last ten years. Okay, so with that in mind, then I, I think, I think it almost has to be Steve Young, right? Because he, yeah, he's been in for a while. Yeah, over before Boomer. I, and, and and now that I think about it, I don't even know if Boomer's in the Hall of Fame. He, he's probably borderline. Okay. And then, yeah, there's not too many others. The only other name you had was Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn. Um, I mean, I wish this was Matt Leinart, but sadly it's not. All right. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's go with uh, Steve Young for 100. Okay. And, oh, baby, I like it wrong. What did you guys have for an answer and wager? Uh, Jared Lorenzen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he was hefty. He was the hefty lefty. Um, no, Dan had it right. Stabler was like 2015, 2016 era around there. Hall of Famer. Steve Young was early 2000s. Um, and I think they're the only two that are in, to be honest. So we said Steve Young. And both For 100 teams points. Will... Sorry. Oh, yeah. And both teams will be getting their points. Correct answer is Steve Young. Um, he was inducted in 2005. And Ken Stabler, as mentioned, is the only other lefty in the Hall of Fame, and he was inducted posthumously in 2016. So both teams got 100 points there. Yay! All it took was one of the most obvious answers in fourth quarter history. Yeah, no, I, I, there have been I'm, other easy ones, too. Oh, I, hey, I'm, I'm not I knocking you for asking ab- something I can get right. <laughs> I don't necessarily abide by the... Fourth quarters need to be ratcheted up to to no end. I don't I don't abide by that. 
I asked a question about a guy that was already an answer in the fourth quarter once. Correct. In the same game. <laughs> that you did. All right, before we get on to question four, just in case any of you are going to be like, but actually, at halftime, the third question I accidentally said October 26, 2015. Um, I meant October 21st, 2016. The 26th, the, was, the 26th <laughs> was the day in 1985. So Wait a um, minute. Save your criticism. Mark. Because <laughs> I do know that Back to the Future Day is October 21st, 2015. All right. Well, let's move on to question four. Oh, we're it, still doing this. Yeah, in the category of Back to the Future. Well, Back to the Future 2's prediction of the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series was one year too early. The Cubs did play a NLCS game on October 21st, 2015, Back to the Future Day. On that day, what 42-year-old pitcher got the win to complete the sweep of the Cubs? We'll We'll check in, in, Josh. All right. Alfred Rodriguez has checked in. So for the last time tonight, oh, baby, I like it raw. You guys can talk it out. Give me your answer and your wager. Cologne was there. I mean, yeah, I I, I remember the Mets sweeping the Cubs and ruining my hopes of the Cubs winning. World Series the same year that the movie predicted they would. That would have been amazing, but it didn't happen. But uh, they lost to the Mets. They got swept by the Mets. And old pitcher on the Mets around that time is Bartolo Colon. So. Yeah, that's fine. Everything lines up for me, so go for it. All right. Uh, checking in with one Bartolo Colon for 169 points. Once again, got to shave a little that off, but... Never uh, shave a 69. Think of that Manscaped. <laughs> All right, now uh, Mason with the Manscaped live read. Oh, no, we're, they're dead to us. Uh, El Fudge Rodriguez, uh, what did you guys have for an answer and a wager? Yeah, we just had to place the team, which was the Mets in 2015. So it only made sense speaking of our team named fudge that we checked in with Bartolo Cologne because that dude eats a lot of fudge. Don't let him tell you any different for a hundred points. And both teams will be getting points. Correct answer is Bartolo Cologne. This was Cologne's third and final postseason win of his career. He would get his fifth and final postseason loss in game one of the 2015 world series to the Kansas city Royals. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Oh, Baby, I Like It Raw finishes with 605 points. And our clipboard captain of the game, uh, who are receiving the coveted Kellen Moore Award with 860 points, is El Fudge Rodriguez. Oh, my God. So happy I didn't win that award. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm <laughs> glad I tanked it for you, Eric. Oh, so, uh, a, a lefty clipboard. So, El Fudge Rodriguez, enjoy your mouth breather award. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it smells because his mouth is open. He's got to have halitosis. There's no way he doesn't. There's probably some drool on the. On I mean, the I'm board, breathing through my mouth because my nose is he's, stopped up. But he's I guess an offensive I get the same genius. Category is Moore. Scott, you had a great game tonight. You, I did. you were in there with all kinds of all kinds of uh, information that got us through. So. In, from from me to you, Scott. Thanks. 
Yeah, I, this is not using my tra- <clears throat> excuse me, not using my trademark, but that's a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mason. It, it seems okay. to not it's not it, hit. It's fine. Uh, hey, you had Brewster's Millions right away, though. You had it. Because I've seen it. That's about it. Okay. I, like I said, I saw half of a movie from The Missing Link. Eric, you got to uh, say anything? You know? Snow. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. JT. Eric and JT. Eric. Yeah. Got to be Eric. Hey, and Eric Snow's a fine upstanding yes, yes, gentleman. Yes, yes, yes. I you played pickup basketball against him. <laughs> yes, you did. Made a jumper over one of his teammates. Perhaps. I did make a jumper over one of his teammates. Fellow NBA player, Sean Rasper. Shout out. Not nearly as long of a career as Eric Snow, but. No, Eric Snow played in NBA Finals. Poorly. All right. Well, with that. <laughs> Eric Snow played his career poorly. <laughs> If you made it all the way to the end and are still listening, I would like to thank you for listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. And we're all. And I'm Thanks. sorry. Thank you. Wow. We didn't do any. We got to start doing the Pete Weber thing more wow. often. Wow. Wow. Oh, this last one. Dad. Glad he's dead. National treasure. Dad watched Guys and Dolls back in the day. He loved it. He was in it. He was, he, was it. He, was, he was one of the guys. He was grabbing all the guys. I mean, the girls. <laughs> the dolls. The, the dolls. dolls. <laughs> where did the doll? Show me on the doll where he touched you. Oh, okay. <laughs> on that note. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP. Wait, does he say he listens to this when he when he walks his dog? Yes, that's that's what he says. How come we don't know what type of dog he has? He doesn't, have, he, he doesn't have a dog. Then who's he walking? That the, it's dog. a euphemism for something. Yo yo, Eric. Oh. He says yo yo. He's yo yo. just walk the dog. He's walking outside with a yo yo. <laughs> I can see that. The thing is, when when David was a boy, yo yo was the hottest new toy on the market. <laughs>